This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Well, we're live now, so you can talk now if you want. 45 seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to start the show, you know, a little bit more relaxed. Like I went said. to a wedding uh-huh. where I was in a barn, but this wasn't like a rust. It was a rustic barn experience. Yeah. It was a really nice barn. But barn, but Whoa. this wasn't like yeah. a yeah. rust. It was a rustic. I gotta that. do stuff. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. No, you're fine. So, and on one half, I was in the what? Do you, what would I call it? Uh, the barn. Is it's called a horse stall? <laughs> there were horse stalls on my left, uh-huh. and we were on wood chips underneath us, and then the back side was like a concrete floor. It was amazing. Yeah. I loved it, mm-hmm. and everybody brought a dish. So to a like, barn. To to the wedding. Weren't worried about contamination, maybe? No. It was animals, like a big family thing. Animals do these things, you know, everywhere <laughs> they are. No, Not no. Not like there, humans. There they don't go to special rooms. No, I apologize. Animals. There weren't actually animals there. There was just stalls there. It's a barn. At one point, there were animals there, weren't there? Um, Yes. I'm assuming. <laughs> I didn't ask anybody. Oh, but I ended goodness. up taking, like, I took pictures, you know, and one nice. of the pictures I have is nice. me and my nice little shoes covered in wood chips. Nice. In the cedar, Beautiful wedding. In the cedar chips. Well, you ready to shoe a dough? I'm ready well, to let's shoe a dough. All right. It is time. Tuesday at noon, Central Time. That means it's Shoe the Dough live or later with Aaron and Danae. This is when we get to find out if Aaron has a plan, because Danae doesn't. (laughs) That's right. If you've seen the the, um, behind-the-scenes video. By the way, this this show is completely supported by people who love it and people who listen to it. And uh, those people who support the show have access to videos from behind the scenes every month. We do a behind the scenes video every month. And this last month's video was the 30 minutes prior to this show. And basically the whole video is me trying to tell you what's happening and you just being distracted. I was very distracted. Um, I had some Photoshopping that I was doing. Uh-huh. I was reading my comics. Nice. I love web comics. Uh-huh. And so I was catching up on my favorite web comics. And I was supposed to be paying attention, of course, and yeah. being prepared for the show. Well, you can see that video uh, if you supported our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. And if you're thinking about supporting us, make sure to check out our Facebook page. Um, after a couple of months, we actually released some of the older videos that um, our patrons have seen. Yeah. So you can kind yeah, of get yeah. a feel for what you're missing. And if you want to support us, consider like three bucks a month. Yeah. You can find all that at patreon.com. We actually just released the first behind the scenes video publicly. Yeah. So feel free to You can check tell that it's out. old because I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> See, it's, it's out of season now. It's too, well, I don't it's know. Too, down here in the bunker. It's it too gets, hot. It gets cold down here in the bunker. It does. You should wear long sleeve shirts probably down here. Well, thank, can we introduce our guest? Because I really yes, want to say thank, hello. Okay. Thank you for uh, joining us today. And we're doing a special edition of The Critic, The Geek, and The Girl for Shoe the Dough today. Now, in case you don't know what that is, uh, it's a pop culture show that we've done on Saturdays for a while. I'm the critic because I'm an official movie critic. I'm the girl. Danae is the girl. Um, and then we have Because a... I have the anatomy. <laughs> Thank you for clearing <laughs> that up, Danae. There were no other prerequisites. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we have a rotating uh, stable, so to speak, of geeks who join us, who uh, are very, um, who love pop culture and enjoy all the, that is, stuff. And is so it we're okay gonna... to say that my favorite geek is joining us today? Is that okay? It's fine. Okay. I mean, just hope none of the other geeks listen. 
you know. Don't be offended, guys. <laughs> we all have so, favorites. So joining us today to talk Avengers Age of Ultron on the Critic, the Geek, and the Girl, please welcome Josh Childs. Woo! <laughs> so Josh, was that wait, wait, awkward to do on, your own on. fanfare? <laughs> well, yeah, I think you should hold it, give him a couple, a little more time to applaud or whatever they oh, need okay. to do. Okay, yes, let's do. <laughs> Just wait it out. One thousand, two thousand, three thousand. That's probably good. That's, That's good. probably good. Are they sitting down now? Do they? <laughs> well, they stopped cheering, but now they gotta get back to their seats. Right. So no, I have to go to the bathroom. Because you had the stage was rushed. That's yes. what happened. No, I, I understand how that goes for sure. So, uh, and people in the comments already, the live comments are applauding. In parentheses applause. It says. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Thanks, thanks, Britton. We appreciate that. <laughs> so, um, so, oh, is it? Yeah, uh, appreciate. <laughs> Everything that's going on. So we're going to talk Avengers for the show, and we've all seen it, so it's kind of a review. I will let you know, we'll try to tiptoe around spoilers, but I can't promise they won't happen. So if you haven't seen it, just be aware that... Um, Guys, Iron Man is in this movie. What? Spoiler alert. Oh, what? <laughs> you just ruin it right off the bat. Fine. At least, but the the, spoil, the real spoilers, how many Iron Men are in this movie? <laughs> right? That was my husband's question going in. He said... But I thought he blew up all of his Iron Men. There's <laughs> a lot of Iron Men. He's like, he's like, there isn't, there isn't an Iron Man anymore because he blew them all up. He goes, mm -hmm. remember, it was explosion. I was like, oh, I remember. But he also can't help himself. <laughs> <laughs> he can't help himself. He will build another. <laughs> Josh, before we get too far, um, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, your YouTube channel, Nether Region, that kind of stuff, so people know where they can find you. Excellent. Um, well, I, I, you said a lot of really good information already. Um, we have a YouTube channel, me and my brother and my partner, um, called The Nether Region. It is um, sci-fi and fantasy comedy, mostly sketch comedy. Um, we also have a, a Twitter presence at nether underscore region, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, uh, um, we have been a little dry on our channel lately. Um, because we're we're gearing up for some some new stuff, some uh, new interesting stuff. But um, uh, yeah, we got some fun sketches and um, some silly commentary, and um, and every once in a while, I'll uh, I'll uh, we'll have the guys from Cinema Sins, uh, Jeremy Scott, who's a friend of uh, ours, mm -hmm. um, Popo, and yours. I meant yep. ours in the you know. Yeah, uh, I knew he was my friend, so I knew what you meant. Yes, I yeah. still pretend like there's a chance for us to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was I was I was making the assumption that you were friends too. Oh oh Ever. right, yeah. I have been so, looped in. <laughs> yeah, so Jerry will pop in sometimes. He actually kind of helped launch our channel, but he'll he'll pop in um, every once in a while with a little cameo voice or. Oh, that was uh, that was nice of him to, to help launch your channel. I, yes, I should get Jeremy over to my channel. <laughs> hey, Jeremy. <laughs> Come have my channel. I may have burned him out. That, that may have been like, oh, and that's the last time that I helped somebody launch a channel. That's got to be difficult. So, you, like, you have a YouTube channel. All of a sudden, you experience success, and then everyone's like, hey, what? Could you come over to my channel and just golden touch it? Right. You know, yeah. bring over yeah. some of your, you know, your favorite people. Well, in, in case you don't know, our common friend Jeremy Cinemasins is. I mean, how many subscribers does he have now? Is it in the They're tens of millions now? No, they're over four million. They're pushing. I mean, they're pushing 4.5 already. So, you know, four and a half million subscribers because I think Kevin Smith did it, didn't he? Like he tweeted about it and then it Kevin. was over. Well, yeah, that was like the like brand when their channel was brand new. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, yep. guys, and I apologize. And that's how the Cinnamon Sins videos start. <laughs> See, this <laughs> is like the that. problem. Um, Josh is on my computer um, on Skype and I forgot that. So I started watching one of the movies. <laughs> Sorry about that. 4.1 right now. Yeah. Millions. So and that's the everything wrong with such and such movie in so many minutes. And, you know, but uh, but yeah, that that does have to be interesting, you know, to rated kind of be R in that for position. language. He holds yeah. no bars. That's yes. he holds if no. He doesn't hold any bars. There's bar holding back. that doesn't happen. The, the bars aren't held back. Dude cusses. No, no. <laughs> different different bars. Dude, dude doesn't. He's not afraid. <laughs> he yeah. does so. not pass by bars. No, That's wait. right. <laughs> Something like that. Well, our channel is more uh, like uh, it's it's little more. I wouldn't uh, family friendly. Still might be. You know, I wouldn't let kids watch it, but mainly because they wouldn't under they wouldn't get it. Right. <laughs> like this isn't funny. I don't know what's funny about this. Yeah. <laughs> 
But you're hoping that's only the kid's reaction. You're yeah. hoping that's not the adult <laughs> reaction too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> no, manifesting I'm just, I'm... all of my nightmares. <laughs> I'm just hoping with you. I think we came here to talk about Avengers, though, rather than I've YouTube heard of it. channels. Well, but see, now uh, you and the audience know that there are quote-unquote professionals reviewing this movie. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's right. professional movie people. And I will let you know, too, um, my plan is to take the Critic, the Geek, and the Girl, uh, this one and some of the previous ones, and load them into a podcast feed as well. So you might be seeing the Critic, the Geek, and the Girl show up uh, in iTunes or Stitcher, those kind of things here in the near future, uh, in case you want to just subscribe to the pop culture stuff specifically. Uh, Stitcher and Quato and Pooper and... That's right. <laughs> All of those feeders. Famer and Thinger and Doer and That's right. there's, a lot, there's a lot of them. <laughs> Too many of them. We'll just send you the RSS feed and you do whatever you want with it. How about that? How's that sound? Uh, so let's chat Avengers. It's obviously the sequel to uh, the first Avengers movie. This one's called Age of Ultron and everybody's back and now they've got a robot named Ultron that they have to defeat. So Josh, let's start with you. What'd you think of the movie overall? Uh, overall, it was a blast. Um, there are, there are, uh, in the, even within the franchise, I, I have a hard time going to a Marvel movie and not having a blast. It's been done, but it's, a, it's hard. Which one? Uh, wasn't, uh, the Thor sequel wasn't top of the game for me. Okay. It was a, um, um, and some of, I mean, I've enjoyed, I think I like all of them on some level, but as far as like full blown, like blast of a spectacle uh avenger the first avengers is maybe my top top experience in a theater in that capacity period like it was just such a delightful assault mm-hmm. um and this one i thought was a delightful assault as well um not more so than the first not less than the first but different than the first yeah yeah definitely i hear that what about you Danae? I was pleasantly surprised. I always get a little bit afraid going into the next installment type movies because if you enjoyed them before, there's always that potential for a letdown. And so I'm the kind of person who will avoid a movie entirely just to avoid a potential letdown, which is probably a fault of mine. (laughs) (laughs) But A little presumptuous, maybe. Yes. I was genuinely concerned. Um, that I wasn't going to enjoy myself. What was it? What do you think made you that concerned? I feel like I didn't believe in Joss Whedon, and I just want to take this moment to apologize (sighs) to you. I'm so sorry that I did not believe. I was was nervous. (laughs) I thought that maybe the mantle had been thrown on you and that there was going to be just, I didn't even know what. Mm -hmm. But it was so much fun. Like, so fun. I laughed out loud. I gasped. I was in it. Um, I call it like popping out of a movie where you remember that you're in a theater and you have your life to go back to. Like when you pop out of the story, mm-hmm. <laughs> I only did that a couple of times, which was super surprising. Um, both times was when it was on a, a, a Black Widow moment and I popped out. The first time was like, I really should stop picking at my nails now. <laughs> and the second time it was, oh man, the movie is almost over and I've got to go back to my real life. Mm. So, you know, but other than that, I was in it the whole time. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I had a blast. And I think for me, I wasn't, I guess I didn't come with lowered expectations or raised expectations. So maybe that's why I had such a good time because I think I just kind of expected it to be what the first one was. And I think for the most part, it was. I think it was very similar in the tone and the way it, you know, captured all these characters and these relationships and, you know, um, and everything and, and did it well. For me, the level of difficulty is what makes these movies amazing to me. Like dealing with, you know, all these characters who have their own franchises, putting them together, um, you know, dealing with people who want action and special effects and all that kind of stuff. And then people who want the, the story service, dealing with comic book fans who have their own baggage they bring to this stuff, you know. Character um, character development continually to, to grow the characters beyond – uh, just what we saw in the first movie. That's yeah. a good point. Like, yeah. you know, you've got these sort of characters that are 
placeholders when you first meet them. There is the girl that can kick butt. There is the guy with the strong arms. There is the guy, you know, they're just like these placeholders. Mm -hmm. And it is nice to know after this film that they brought another depth to them. You're right about that. Yeah, and it's and it's just so impressive to me. The metaphor that I've used in my reviews is it's like watching an insanely talented juggler who keeps like nine balls in the air, and you just sit there and go, how is he making the impossible possible? Like, yeah. how, how are those balls not hitting each other? How are they not falling? And that's how I feel when I watch, you know, these Avengers movies is like, how are you doing this without taking me out of the movie? Yeah. Without, you know, people getting in each other's way and without, you know... Um, There is a little bit of exposition in this one, but for the most part, it's visual exposition. It's telling the story as the story happens. And there are like eleven characters I can think of off the top of my head that take a central role in this film. Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) And 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 an introduction of three, three, four characters. Four, four. four If you yeah, if you count our yeah Ultron as well. Yeah, so you're. So you ha- who had as much personality as any of the rest of them. Exactly. Like, so, yeah, you've got all these other characters that you're maintaining that dynamic and that relationship and growing the character. And plus, I'm going to introduce a whole feature link cast worth of major players into the juggle. Mm-hmm. As well. yeah, yeah. And that's something that you would think would be either impossible to do or that you would sacrifice some element of uh, – uh, quality, maybe mm-hmm. something yeah. would sa- something would would be pushed away. But somehow you're watching it and you're still getting everything you want out of a movie, including great one liners and f- eye rolling moments and laugh out loud moments and heartwarming moments and let's, action moments. Let's go there. Let's talk about some of our favorite moments. And again, maybe this will be, you know, more, more spoiler or have to be that way. But I would say if you're listening live and in the comments or whatever, and you want to let us know your favorite moment of the movie, maybe your favorite performance of the movie, or if you have any questions for us, uh, feel free to put them there. But let's start with, actually, let's start with characters. Like, who popped out to you as, like, your favorite presence in this movie? What do you think, Josh? Um, I I don't know. Like, the biggest... Uh, grow growth character for me because I don't know how to put my favorite, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. But but Hawkeye from being in the first movie being utility more or yeah. less, like he did a great job. But in this one, like they totally fleshed that guy out completely, and um, in truest Joss Whedon fashion of making you feel like he's on the chopping block, like mm-hmm. they're pouring so much into this guy, and and basically they're they're. You know, the, answering the question that I had going into is like, I get that he shoots a bow and arrow really good, but is that the only reason he's <laughs> on the team? Because he's a good shot, you know? I mean, Black Widow's is, is the same thing, but she is such a, um, you know, her, her espionage is such a huge part of her character thing. It's not really with Hawkeye. He's just like, like a, a specialized sniper. Yeah, you know? he's just yeah. a crack shot. He just, and so he's just a movie, modern like, day Legolas. But he's like a sure <laughs> shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in this one, like they they flesh out his character and they 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 show you why he's on the team, which I really really love. But you get to see like more of his actual life too. But also, he had my favorite actual joke or funny moment in the whole movie. Um, whatever he, you know, uh, uh, the kid runs off. Quick, quick, uh, Quicksilver runs off. Uh huh. And he's he's like he pulls his bow and arrow, aims it at the kid. He's like, no one would ever know. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite thing, and I think it got probably got the biggest reaction in the theater that I was watching it. Into. Oh, nice! And I, he can then he follows it up with a couple other things, like he just kept kind yeah. of mumbling to himself. <laughs> so good, like Ultron yeah. sat on him. I yeah. couldn't stop the robot from sitting on him or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, good. so yeah, so that was my like most uh, most improved player, which is a hard thing to say because I didn't think he was a bad character before. Well, and but good, and he good shot for, up. Good for Jeremy Renner too, right? I feel like. He's been in all these franchises recently and had to stay in the background. Like he was supposed to take over yeah. Mission Impossible, but there's no way Tom Cruise is giving it up yet. You know, like it's he did take over the Bourne and but it's, now yeah. Matt, but Matt Damon's back. coming back. Yeah, yeah. so poor it's guy. like the poor guy. He thinks he's like being handed all these franchises. You know, he gets in the Avengers and then he's like, you know, fifth on the ladder or whatever. And so it's well, nice I'm, to see him get this attention. I think let's be let's be clear too. Like he like. 
he should be a more relatable character to us because he is more fragile than anybody else there pretty much you know he doesn't have any powers he's not if he falls from a high building he's dead if he gets right. shot with a laser he's dead like there's no suit of armor or magic hammer or you know alien technology for him right right and so in that sense like that i mean i like that they put more of the story on him because i'm not really a feared for the incredible hulk's life especially you know? especially <laughs> after seeing how he is dealt with in this movie let's just be yeah. honest um i was like yeah. oh should i be concerned for the hulk right nope nope he's good <laughs> he's good yeah so it's like you you invest like the journey of those other characters but you're not really feared for their life. And you're like, with him, you're like, oh, crap. Like, he and Black Widow, too. Like, they're human, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, I totally I agree. More than my share. Who, who, who you I'll go think? next. I'll go next. Um, I loved Ultron. I thought James Spader was phenomenal in this. And there is something to be said, and I've said this about Andy Serkis as well. There is something to be said about when you're not seen on screen, but you are so seen on screen. And I felt like James Spader was Ultron, and yeah. the the voice was so good. And he's just he has this distinctly unique delivery that is so menacing, and at the same time almost dismissive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's yeah. like you like oh you're not threatening. Oh wait, you're the most threatening. You know it's <laughs> it's incredible. And I thought I thought he did really well. I agree there, with that there too. Was, I, I, there was my my favorite villain. Um, for the longest time was you guys remember the the Simpsons episode um, whenever Al, uh, uh, sorry um, Albert Brooks played the voice of a like a Bond villain Scorpio no no okay. all right this is like my favorite villain because there was nothing like he was just a great guy a super nice guy like do anything for you he just happened to want to take over the world <laughs> and I was thought like that's the greatest like you're not a villain you know. And, like, with Loki, like, he's evil. He admits it, you know, right. with a glorious purpose, you know. But with Ultron, like, that that's – I do love that character because you didn't get the sense that he was evil. Like, he was just like, this is the best thing to do, folks. And that's yeah, – it's, it's yeah. Shame on you for not seeing my vision. Right. You no, know, but, like, this is the best. That's, you know? I'm not evil. A, I'm just right. Yeah, that is a great point. And he played it as not evil but immature. You know, like yeah. he's he's just figuring things out and, you know, the way he sees the world hasn't developed. So is it OK if we talk just a little bit then about like how Ultron comes to be? Because this is not we are at this point beyond my understanding of comics. Like, okay. you know, so so for a while I, I there questions, too, actually. But you go you go for it. Yeah, obviously. For a while there, I was like, oh, yeah, I know it's going to happen or oh, yeah, I know who that is. And I was the one with very little comic knowledge. But in my sphere of friends, everyone thought that I was like the Marvel genius. <laughs> Because I knew simple things, you know, like, but it was very, very simple stuff. When you say simple things, what do you mean? Like, that's the Hulk. You've read every issue. Maybe a little deeper than that, you know, um, but, you know, like some of the teaser stuff at the end would be like, yeah, I know what they're referencing, stuff like that. And part of that is because I had some super, super comic genius people in my past that I would listen to and kind of learn stuff from. Mm. But at this point... We're beyond where I have either paid attention long enough or whatever that I kind of don't know what's going on. So like Ultron, for example, mm -hmm. I had no reference point for most anything that was going to happen in this movie as far as who this bad guy is, where he comes from, how he comes to this earth, whatever. I didn't know what to expect. And I actually loved that there are some character introductions in this movie that I had I didn't didn't have a reference point for. I know mm. the bad guy's name is Ultron, but I didn't understand how he came to be. So is it a, considered a spoiler to kind of mention? Because I was sure pretty surprised about that. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you can turn it down here for a few minutes. Yeah, um, maybe give me like 30 seconds to do like a, a recap and then then plug back in. This, or, is, this is your warning. Or just pause. Yeah, you know, pause. Unless you're listening live. Just pause, go watch the movie and come la, back and la, start. La, la, la. Yeah. <laughs> so what were you going to say? So... He is a very young-minded bad guy because he's just – he's brand new. Yeah, like he's being he's, born. He's being – yeah, he is starting up. And I loved that as a bad guy, uh, as the evil one, he had a logical, mechanical, machine version of what his 
purpose was. And I don't want to give away too much because even if you're still listening, there's there's stuff that I don't have to give away to, to have that be the backstory. Well, can we talk about the other like new adventure? No, no. Not at all. Not like, that's yet. too much for That's it. too okay. no. <laughs> And even saying that was too far. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to. Because here's the thing. When you said who is my favorite character, that's who it was. I can't tell you who my favorite uh, character is. Um I think people he's in the posters. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember seeing him in the posters. Yeah, he is. Oh. Well, but anyway. They revealed they revealed him at Comic-Con too and like everything. Did they? And, yeah. Oh man, well, I would have loved to have seen that. They had to justify why well, that's a spoiler right now, but why the the actor who does a voice was playing the character. The, the BDG in our chat just says, what? Another Avenger? And I hope that's a winky face. Like, <laughs> I already knew that, Danae. Don't feel bad. So apologize. <laughs> um, I think my favorite character, uh, if if we... You didn't even know he had a name. I didn't know he had a... Yeah, I knew nothing kind of about him. And they kind of name him in the movie, but it's not obvious. No. Um, he's like, we shall call you blankety yeah. blank. I feel, right. like, I feel like if we're going to do a spoiler on him, we can save it to the end, and then we can talk about kind of what we loved about All right, that well, later. Hold, hold so on. I'll hold yeah, off on that. Hold on to your favorite character. Um, I wanted to... Um, can, I, can I talk about, though, my favorite creepy moment of the movie? Sure, sure. Go ahead. Just real quick. So props to the Avengers for having like a super creeped out moment. Most of the time, there's like a bad guy that has like a menacing face or, you know, something like a little bit creepy. Mm -hmm. And Ultron himself has a couple moments where you're like, whoa, that's intense. But his first reveal coming out the door Mm -hmm. was like, what (laughs) is happening? Yeah. (laughs) Dude was so creepy. Mm. It made the room really still. Like mm-hmm. everyone was watching, which is such a great introduction yeah. to this well, character. Again, it goes back to Spader's voice too with that thing, because yeah. he is a per- like his per- like perfect creepy voice with that first image. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was powerful because. Yeah, you're seeing the posters and you're you're like Age of Ultron and in my imagination Earth is being invaded by machine people. You mm-hmm. know, that's kind of where I went. That's what right. I kind of thought well, was that's what happen. it looks like. It does yeah. look like that. Yeah. yeah. And um but his first introduction it's like uh I don't even know how to describe it, like a zombie version of a of a of a machine, mm. you know, where it's got this sort of weird tick 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 like tick. Michael Jackson and Thriller. Drag, when he's the zombie. Yeah. <laughs> drag, it drip, is, drip. It is like literally a, zo- a zombie mm-hmm. machine. Like yeah, it literally is, yeah, yeah. It was really powerful. I I was very very impressed. Um, well, I, Joss's background is horror, right? Really? Yeah. Well, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, oh, which yeah. all kind of like vampire and Man, demons and ghosties and all that stuff, and then Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, and you know, another, like the other thing is when you're introducing a character whose depth is all based on just like a machine, you know, which is supposed to be somewhat unrelatable as human, you know, to machine. But here, here's this machine that we're, you know, kind of getting introduced to. How they go about bringing that creature to life and showing visually what's happening inside of a computer was brilliant because even if someone didn't have an understanding of how a machine can come to you know evolve Mm -hmm. they did it with just blue dots and you know gold dots pretty much just show you in this really great visual format how um that was good there's something to be said for being able to storytell abstractly like yeah and in because they didn't they didn't do what is it called whenever um they explain the plot line on film. What's exposition. That? Okay. They That's didn't, what I was talking about. Yeah. They didn't have the exposition where it's like, and this is how this came to be. No, they showed you in a conversation between one machine and another. Right. And, then and they, I, I yeah. talk about that a lot in my reviews about why narration can be such a crutch or exposition can be such a crutch. Yeah. And I love it when a movie like this one can, for the most, and like I said, there is a little exposition here in bits and pieces. It was one of the, the few negatives um, that I had. But for the most part, they just tell the story visually, yeah. and you just experience it, and that's what yeah. you want to do with a movie. You want to experience the story, and so now they they do, but they also they also not to get negative because I did love the movie, but there are some things that we got we they take for granted still. Like when like as a whole, the picture works great, but then you look at a couple of you know 
you know, snapshots from it. And you're like, oh, that's a little. I, I, I go back. My brother and I had a conversation after we watched it about, um, you know, after that first sort of Thor goes to get insight by going into the pool of dreams or whatever. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, we're just going to gloss over the fact that now he's getting in a pool of dream. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All but right. You, let's move on. I guess. You know, I wondered I about like, that too. Was that, <laughs> was that fan service? Was that because there's this whole other thing? This is where my comic knowledge is zero, but like, you know, is this part of like his storyline that they don't really want to give a lot of airtime or, or visual time to, but the fans are like, ah, cool. You brought in, yeah. you know, but possibly I, I don't, I don't know enough about the comic specifically because i was with you i was like why did you need the the scientist guy why is he holding a box and why are we in this cave where there's this electric pool we don't know it it felt like we know where thor has to end up uh you know what what side of the 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 of the team he has to end up on right what's something that can change his mind to get him there ah the pond of dreams (laughs) right (laughs) like okay all right now i i was tracking my brain granted like of the all the uh, marvel movies the thor movies i'm probably the least familiar with i saw the first one Mm -hmm. once no i saw the first one twice and i saw the first one uh, the second one barely once um so may i was like may did they reference this in one of the other movies is is this like a completely new Anomaly, except for maybe in the comics. Well, anyway, I'm assuming it lives inside the comic sphere somewhere. And, well, and getting Stellan Starsguard's character to come and be a part of it seemed like it was just set up so that we know that at the very end, like he's a part of. Right. The story. It was like his bring in. Now, they had several of those points. There were several characters that they, you know, kind of introduced, quote unquote, from that are in the, you know, the main character stories. Like, let's sure. say. Um, War Machine from mm-hmm. the Iron Man movies right. was in this, and it's like okay, yeah. probably because now he might be a bigger part of the Avengers movies, or you know. So it's like, yeah, which and I don't think that's a spoiler because that is the case with the comics, right? Yeah, um, yeah, and but but that's when I when I look at that stuff, Pool of Dreams, whatever. I look at that and I go, look at what they're dealing with, like the expansiveness of what they're trying to do. I can't and, even imagine. Like uh, people say the kind of the genius behind it is um kevin feig i think is his name or fige uh-huh. and yeah. that this was his brainchild to have an interconnected universe where he had all these movies and boy he was dead on because there's just something about he was inspired of god something because <laughs> there's something about having this much depth with this many characters and then putting them in the same story that yeah. makes the story feel so much bigger than it would otherwise yeah i don't I'm still having so much just straight up action yeah. yeah. Well, at the same time, kind of going on to this whole thing is, you know, this like we talked about a little bit earlier, the character development um, and what each character is kind of experiencing that gives them a depth, that gives them that challenging personal question. Why am I putting my life in danger all the times? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's really neat to kind of identify with that moment when you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm like a superhero, but I have a side to me that is, you know, vulnerable and difficult. And that was a really awesome thing to do. And for me, like that pool of dreams kind of thing is, you know, Thor, he had this vision kind of um, as a result of that question that he had to ask. That he was forced to ask after being attacked by um the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, she kind of gets into his mind a little bit. And so he's asking himself his questions, forcibly so. And there's something in his vision, you know, that he doesn't quite understand. And I think that's kind of neat because I think oftentimes, and maybe it's because I dream really vividly myself, I do think that there's something in there I'm supposed to pay attention to. And I wish that I had a little pool I could go to and be like, okay. <laughs> what was that again, Lord? Are you trying to send me a message? Uh, of course, there's like the casual mention of you might not make it out of the pool. But <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so somebody that just, was kind of Somebody neat. just commented he must have spent a lot of time in the pool of dreams. I guess we are focusing on that quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Not really. That's, Scree- kind of the, that's kind of the Point, yeah, like, screen oh. time wise, like maybe a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so maybe we should move on. So um, I, I, I have a, uh, go ahead. I have a question. Ask it. Uh, well, so this is going to make me maybe sound kind of dumb. Um, well, you can join the club. <laughs> no, I would say I have a slightly above average 
gra- grapple of the Marvel universe as it stands in the cinematic realm, right? Uh-huh. I I feel like I I still don't understand the Infinity Stones at all. Yeah, I th- right. They like they serve like the they're, it feels like whatever purpose they have is whatever they need it to be for the movie. Yeah. Or I don't know if there's a I don't if there's a rules list of the of the infinite and maybe if I knew the comic book better it would be clearer. But I I feel like every time they're talking about this, it's as if it's for the first time because I feel like it's new rules every time they yeah. talk about. Well, them. and I think that's purposeful. It reminds me you're you're a Doctor Who fan, right? Yeah. It reminds me of like Bad Wolf where it's like it keeps popping up and you're not sure what it means, but you know somehow it's all going to come together you know, towards the end of the season or whatever. So you know they're leading yeah. somewhere, but yeah. I don't understand what they're doing. I know that... I do a little bit. Well, because I've researched a little bit, I think I understand, I like, the bit. guy Thanos or whatever that's popped up a couple times. The yeah, we see him in, at the end of this Purple guy or one. whatever yes. he is. And, like, he's yeah. putting together some sort of gauntlet that he wants the stones for, like, to put on his fist that'll make him, like, the most powerful being ever or something. That's pretty and much it, right? That's so. pretty much it. But but each stone has been separated, and, and you kind of see references to it in other films, specifically the Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. yeah. where it really became kind of a central theme. And, and, and thankfully so, because if you're just sticking to the Avengers, yeah, it's kind of like, what? I don't understand well, this. Well, I understand. Like, I get the, the whole Thanos thing, and I get... I just feel like the rules change with the stones depending on the movie. Or is it depending like, on the stone? See, I don't know either. See, the, the stones Maybe have different, just... they have different things going on. But they also have a lot of the exact same things going on. That's what confuses me. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's really similar, but they're different. So it's like, are they, I guess they're not supposed to be the same thing. I get that. But they're all, like, so simple. Yeah, whatever. I did. I just made myself look stupid. But. <laughs> no, no, it's okay because I don't think so. <laughs> because there is an there's a. I just went to Wikipedia, right, just to make sure that I was remembering a couple of things correctly. It is a very in depth um, article, so there it's, it's a complex thing. But each gem, you know, has a respective power, and I think that was that might be part of the. Some yeah. there's time travel, and there's. A purple one. But, but Don't have, give it away, Danae. <laughs> but they have multiple powers, right? They're not like uh, that's the thing. It doesn't feel like each one is. A, uh, this is my gem for doing this, and this is right. my gem. It's like this is my gem for doing hey, everything. Listen, it's kind of it's kind of like taking a medication. Okay, <laughs> it'll give you certain boosts to your thing, but it, there's also some bad stuff too. Like it's not just going to help your headache go away. It's also going to increase your blood flow, you know. But it also might have terrible side effects. Can, can we not skip over the part that Danae was like, "This one's for time travel. This one's the purple one." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that... the purple one. Everything is clear now. <laughs> I should have just gone to Wikipedia myself. I so ooh, the bdg's got some insight yeah go uh, ahead so this one makes you invisible one brings back the dead oh that's scary and one can cannot it, be defeated cannot be defeated interesting and i'm assuming that with their powers combined they are captain planet <laughs> something like that <laughs> all that's, right he, that's what i'm here's assuming. where i wanted to go because josh you mentioned the biggest laugh that your theater got yeah yeah I'm telling you, I think this one was even funnier than the first one. Oh, for sure. There was so much laughter in for this. For sure. So I wondered, Danae, if you had a moment where either the theater erupted in laughter or you thought was the funniest part that you wanted to bring up. So one of the things I loved is that there wasn't so much time spent on them being friends. Like, it didn't show, like, all this history of them becoming friends. It just, you know, it makes the assumption they're becoming friends. Mm-hmm. And then there's this there's this one moment where they're all kind of at this party and they're hanging out. And the joke becomes, can somebody pick up Thor's hammer? And I thought that they were just going to kind of breeze over it and just be like, haha, yeah, no one can mm-hmm. pick up Thor's hammer. But they sat on it for a little bit. And they show these different people trying to pick up the hammer. And the camera angle is perfect. It's, yeah. you know, right down front and center is this massive hammer. And then, you know, each person's going over like sword in the stone style, just <laughs> giving it a go. And and the joke just keeps on going and going and going. And I don't know. There's this one moment when, um, can, I, can I say the, the sure. actual moment that made me laugh a little uh-huh, bit? Okay. Sure. Well, it was the moment where... Captain America grabs a hold of it and it just scoots <laughs> like teeny tiny bit. It scoots 
But the look on Thor's face <laughs> when it scoots has got to be the standout of the entire no. movie for me. No, no, no. That is good. But what's even better is the look after it doesn't move finally. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> his relief and cock, his cocky relief. And I love it when there's a moment in a movie when the director just lets it happen. And it's not forced. It's just it. It's just this wonderful thing, and you don't, I don't know. That was that was brilliant. Well, well, it was. It looked like number one. It was a blast to do that scene, anyway. Right. Um, it was a fun but number scene. two, like it actually play. It pays off. Like it's actually setting up later on. That's right. It had purpose. A, a, a purpose in the end, which is like that's the best filmmaking storytelling you can do when you're in the moment and you love the moment for like a hundred percent for what it is, and you find out. It's also just a beat to get you somewhere else. Oh yeah, yeah. the the uh, and I, maybe it was a theater, but um, the whole audience every time something happened was so invested. So you had the oh and the ooh and then like cracking <laughs> up laughing. So it was a, it was a great time. What about you, Aaron? Uh, you you took mine. Actually, oh. you both uh-huh. took you both took my favorite too. There were so many, and I just I can't think of another one right now but those were the two moments that i had thought of um, i want to see it again just so i can remember the parts that i laughed so hard at because (laughs) i did like when hawkeye was like um none of this makes sense yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and i'm a guy who's you know shooting an arrow and none of this makes sense like i am rally to this well we can't say who yeah he's he's rallying another avenger (laughs) yes yeah that's a great that's a great moment that's one of my favorite moments that is true yeah. I think um, the um, also it was a lovely the ongoing joke of Captain America and his in his language. Uh, yes. That was a, that was a fun bit that played out. Yeah, yeah. One of the very opening lines of the movie is a curse word, and the reaction of the audience was really fun to listen to because I, th- I don't think anyone expected that. There was like a gasp and then immediate laughter. Yeah, when... like little giggles, you know, and then it it kept it paid off, but there wasn't really any more cursing throughout the whole yeah. except can, for those moments except yeah yeah so so that i liked because it didn't and, and it's not like a intensely horrible curse word you know it's, <laughs> it's it's one that i think would be appropriate if you're in the middle of a crazy battle <laughs> <laughs> put yourself in their shoes it's the one it's the one you get to say in pg-13 movies can, more than once can i use that as a transition to. into sure. my least favorite part of the movie yeah let's talk about yeah let's talk about that let's get there. okay so my least favorite part of the movie is unfortunately the opening scene of the movie um, there's something that happens in, uh, I'm going to assume an entirely CG, CG created moment. So for me, it's very difficult for my eyes to settle on something. And when not only is it an action mo- moment, so that's going pretty quickly, it's supposed to be really cool where it's sweeping from one Avenger to the next. And they're all like in this coordinated charge, you know, which I think is fun to watch, but I can't really focus on the screen. So I kind of have to look off to the side so I can absorb what I can absorb. And then for it to be CG was a little distracting for me. I was worried that that would carry through the rest of the movie, but there wasn't another, you know, CG moment that I could really see later in the movie. In fact, the rest of it I thought was perfect. All of the visuals were really great. This is the only part that stood out for me. And I think it's I think the it human stuff. Sticks it's, because it's the very beginning of it. I think you're dealing with another level of difficulty when you're making humans do, you know, superhuman things, and so your brain is already predisposed to know it's not real. Mm-hmm. And so then add to that the fact that it's computer generated, and you can kind of see the little, you know, little pieces of the wonkiness. I, I agree. That was actually my least favorite thing too. Was specifically the CG in that opening scene. I thought was a little. I think it was just a little too fast. Like my eye. Yeah. Could not settle, and maybe it wasn't supposed to because then you would really see how horrible the CG was. <laughs> but it was it that was my least favorite part, which is so slight. I'm not even really worried about it because the rest of it was so great. I, I I get I get that, but it also paid off for the op- like the last final shot of the opening scene, or well, I don't know if it was the final, but the the money shot of that. The, yeah, like, yeah, that was all, incredible. Like, like that was a payoff. Like, I, if any of that happened before, then I immediately forgot about all that whenever I saw what they were getting to. Is that when know, they were all the moving time, together? Like, yeah, 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 it goes, it goes to slow motion. And yeah, that all was pretty row. rad. 
all their faces and body like you could see them all yeah i was like that's that's what it looked like because it looked like besides everything else it looked like uh comic book art it looks exactly it looked looked like a beautiful comic book panel and that's what i love about those slowdown moments is you can tell he's like okay check this frame out you know it's like yeah it was that was gorgeous absolutely yeah Yeah, for sure did you have a least favorite part josh um I, I'll tell you what, it's, it's, I, no, I, yeah, I will say that. Okay. This is, I don't think this is a spoiler cause it's in the trailers a bit. I, again, this is minuscule. All right. I don't like it when, um, I say it's minuscule and then I say, I just shout, I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to take a step to another franchise for a second. I, the Superman movie that came out recently man of steel man of steel was i fell asleep during during it when they started fighting is it because you were on medication or you were just straight bored i'm glad you bring that up it was two giant strong men fighting through a landscape and i i was just like all your like nobody was winning yeah, and they there just wasn't, fought there wasn't, forever, and so the purpose was so thin too. Like it just didn't feel like there was a lot of purpose to what they were doing. For Man of Steel, yeah, yeah. for Man of Steel, and so so in this one, my the big my biggest complaint was the Hulk versus Hulk Buster scene, which while visually stunning and like had a lot of great shots and it was lovely, it was like that was a lot of time to watch two good guys fight and nobody, like he did one of them wins eventually. But it just was like, and I get, I get the emotional impact of it. But for me, it's moments, scenes like that just go on too long. Like if it's, you know, the the first scene had a, had a, had a nod to it in the first Avengers too, where the hear all the heroes are fighting each other Mm -hmm. because there's not a, there's not a danger there. You're like, well, not, none of them are going to kill each other. Right. Like they're just, one of them's going to maybe win or not win, you know? And so this is the same thing. Like, yeah, we've got to subdue the Hulk. And here's how we're going to do it. And I guess it's better than to say, hey, we, I subdued the Hulk with my Hulkbuster. For it's- me, that's interesting that you say that because I don't think I realized, and maybe because I haven't looked into the Hulk, you know, the history of the comic, how powerful the Hulk is all by himself. You know, that he is so indestructible. So yeah. to see that sequence of events and just be like, man, if there's anybody on this team that is super powerful, it's the Hulk. And how dangerous he is at the same time. Yeah. So I know they were really trying to kind of hit that particular part home. Yeah. Um, I get all, I get all that, and I agree yeah. with all of it. My thing is, I get bored watching two people who are indestructible like fight for so other. long. Yeah. <laughs> the super. That's why I fell asleep in Superman. Now this wasn't like that, and like I said, this is minuscule. I, I just would like that battle could have been for me. That battle could have been a little yeah, shorter. I can see what you're saying. Yeah. I, you know, for me, the heart of that scene that I love is that we're dealing with Bruce Banner's monster at that point, you know, where everybody gets to deal with their own monsters. Yeah. And his, it wasn't about him and Iron Man. It was about the bystanders. And, you know, to know that he's in this moment and he might be hurting people. Yeah. And that's going to kill him later. And And it does in a way, right? Like This is another difference. You bring up Man of Steel. This is another difference between what Marvel is doing and what I feel like DC is doing with Man of Steel and now Batman versus Superman is Marvel gets that superheroes are about saving civilians. This entire movie was them doing everything possible that they could so not a human life was lost. That's true. You know, that was like the heart of the movie. And here in Man of Steel, like, they're just destroying planets and buildings and, you know, it's just, there's just a different feel there you know yeah i think there was like yeah. a thread on reddit for like how much damage they may have actually done in man of steel like how many <laughs> human lives they estimated were lost in that battle <laughs> you know and here later on there's another big battle that's going to happen and they work tirelessly to try to get the city to like expel itself so that there's mm-hmm. no human being in the city when stuff goes down towards the end so you're you sure. know you're right about that yeah i think that's that's a, a difference and, and since we're kind of landing here i mean do you feel like with dc's plan to do sinister six and you know batman and superman in the same movies and have an expansive universe themselves do you feel like they're going to see the same success with a different tone or do you feel like the tone is part of the success um I opt out of this question. <laughs> <laughs> I I 
I just want people to make good movies, and if they make if they don't make good movies, then you know, I think it's going to show itself. That's so a fair point. Do you know no, what I'm that's saying? Completely like, fair. I just sure. I want to see good stuff. I don't want to see stuff that's like, you know, meh. I want to see good. So, I think that. Um... I'm not sure if this is exactly what you're asking or not, but I know that um, the Batman versus Superman mythology is very successful in the comic book series. Um, I I have a tough time. When, I mean, I'm guessing there's probably a clear villain in this movie as well, Batman versus Superman. Um, you know, there has to be more to it because if it's just those two facing off like that, that sounds. That it's sounds like a really terrible boring. idea, right? Like it's terrible. Why, why, taking two beloved characters and then making you choose sides? Like I don't, yeah. ugh, I don't know. Sorry, I got yeah, passionate it's about like that. Even, <laughs> I even thought you were passing on that question. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> even the terrible like Alien versus uh, Predator franchise, like they assign one of them as a good guy. You know what I mean? Instead of both being bad guys, like one's a little better. <laughs> and there right. are human lives that are involved invested in it as well. And I know so I don't know enough about it because uh, the truth the truth is like I've just been a lot more excited about Marvel stuff because of what you're saying. Um and I, I aside from the, the specific Batman movies, I just don't feel like DC has had the same <laughs> They don't have that they don't have that track record for me. Like the Superman all the Superman reboots have been nonsense for me and um, oh, even like Green Lantern, like bless bless his heart, <laughs> you know, bless their little hearts. Like it just what like, and there was still granted there was it was early. Oh, um, maybe. I, although I I would say I'm not excited to see this movie. Um, I'm more excited to see like Suicide Squad. I feel like that's more interesting. Yeah. So um, moving back over to the Avengers towards the end of this movie when things kind of wrapped up. So. Maybe a little bit of a spoiler alert here, and Aaron, well, I, I just gotta, we've I gotta got, check for you. Like no, you're like, <gasps> we've got nine minutes left. Okay, so we're gonna be spoilerific. Do you the last feel? Nine do you feel like so? There's this moment kind of towards the end when you know the the major battles are over and all this stuff, and they're kind of like wrapping the movie up. Did you get the impression that it was some of the characters we've come to love to see on the film, sort of like a nod off to the next generation? Did you get that feel? Oh, absolutely. Okay, I did too. But it wasn't like on the nose, which is why I was like, well, did I just see a fond farewell from a few of our beloved characters? So I'm just they, I, they are. I, I, I could be speaking out of term a little bit. I think it definitely was. But I also think that that's also so it has more impact when they're when they pull them back in later. Yeah. Um, I know that Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in the next Captain America. That's a really big that's the um, it's a really big storyline where. You know, their the yeah, battle speaking. over uh, over superheroes have to come out of the closet or not. Okay. And, and Captain America's on one side, Iron Man's on the other side. So that's going to come back. And they set a lot of that up in this one. Okay. Like you could see, like, they're, they've always been conflicted with each other, but this one specifically about... Um, the wood chopping scene. Well, <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a, also, um, pretty much any moment where you really saw Tony Stark's kind of like, and he even mentioned his mad scientist kind of come out in this movie, and how Captain America is just very different-minded than that. Yeah. So, yeah, I can, I can, now that I know that that's going to happen in the future, I can see how they kind of led up to it. Uh, I'll say, too, with the actual, um, as long as we're spoiling now, the actual new Avengers, um, which is like it is in the comic book, you know, some of them, um, I'm... I'm really excited. My son, you guys might know, is is biracial, and so as he's been getting older, and we've been trying to find like comic books and action figures and stuff like that, it's there are limited supply of you know superheroes with brown skin, hmm. right? and most of them are somebody's sidekick who you know takes on the gauntlet. Captain America, he's the new Captain America as Falcon, you know, mm-hmm. uh, all that sort of stuff. So that's so that's become uh, for the last couple of years. Um, a major point of interest for me. So to have the new Avengers team have two African Americans on the team is very, very cool, you know, but still it's just like, well, it would be cooler if they weren't somebody's sidekick, but in this sort of <laughs> scenario, you know what I mean? But in this scenario, they're, they're not anymore. Like they are the team, the dynamics different. And you know, it's not, I, I don't know. Um, anyway, all that to say, I'm, I'm excited about the new team and I'm excited that they're going to play, a big part in the new Avengers movie, you know, um, I think if they don't find a way for Iron Man to 
to be like it's gonna be hard to say goodbye to this team yeah and and the dynamics and the even like the um as much character as they all have and the nuances that robert Downey jr brings to iron you know like he's just it's a no-brainer if you can get him in the movie you get him in the movie yeah you know? yeah yeah so much charisma yeah um, they'll have uh yeah red and green and Black and can we talk about that now? Can we talk and... about the character now? Can we? Can we? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Tell us oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, No, it's okay because you're, you're talking about these new characters, and I'm wondering. So, so in this film, there's a brand new entity that appears. We see it birthed on screen. It is fantastic how this character comes to life. Brings a really beautiful element of ultimate intelligence and baby. At the mm-hmm. same time, yeah, like infinite yeah. knowledge and all this, like just an incredible amount of information, and also so naive, but also forced to make you know decisions on life or death straight out of the bat. And has this amazing conversation with Ultron. Oh, I mean, yeah. I love the logic element, the 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 logical part of trying to figure out what uh, you know is worth protecting and and life and all of that. It's just a really beautiful. Beautiful conversations are had for sure. Uh, this character, um, who Aaron, you know the name of the character because you caught it in the movie. I didn't. The vision. The vision. The vision mm-hmm. is a vision. What a beautiful character! I love that you can see it's both man and machine, but it's not like RoboCop. Like this is a beautiful creature, right? That's. Yeah etchings on the skin you wonder is it material is it metal it's hard to tell the difference so beautiful to look at i'm curious how the vision's going to be playing into these storylines later on because from the moment it appears on screen it is very obvious from those who are part of that moment that's just like okay we have no idea if this is going to be a feral creature that's going to want to eat us alive or like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or on our side, you know, um, maybe like you, they all, they all hope that they know what's going to happen, but you, they don't, which means and they still don't. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I love. This character is its very own character with its stronger, smarter, faster, all than what we've seen so far. And he has, he has, um, the, um, emotionalism to a logic right he's a like the logic he's a logical emotion that makes like he is like he's full-blown heart yes but like but but the the brain is running like the the heart as of the brain i don't know how to explain it's like he will this character will delay as long as possible before making a, a hard decision to terminate life like he will do his very best to give it as far as he possibly can before making the call, at least in this film. So how is he going to develop down the line as we sort of see his power and his his strength and everything? So some of that, yeah. you know, if you're listening and that's spoiled a little bit for you, apologies. I try to keep out as much as possible so you can still maybe enjoy um, the things we didn't mention here. But I'm really curious about that character being in the and next And he eats films. babies. every day for lunch oh what a beautiful character probably my most favorite reveal there was a couple of surprise reveals in this things i didn't expect um ultron being a surprise you know thought i had it figured out how ultron was gonna kind of come about that was surprising and then this character totally totally completely unexpected did not uh, totally blown away on that one so the spoiler thing that i wanted to talk about was one of my least favorite parts of the movie Um, and i don't i don't think it's necessarily a huge spoiler i don't have to make it one um one of the characters does die and i actually think they've referenced that in some of the just real quickly the bdg just said beautiful baby eater a beautiful baby eater (laughs) so beautiful that character so beautiful that's his nickname the bbe the bbe um so so yeah, you're gonna talk about the character that passes away. No, I'm not gonna oh, mention okay. who it is. Okay. Um, but in that moment, he passes away. He makes a joke. Like there's like a one-liner kind of thing, and I get it because it was a you know it was like a running gag that he had with the character he was talking to. Now you know it's a male <laughs> or <laughs> she, um, or it or <laughs> robot he. Anyways, 
<laughs> so the point being, I, that kind of stuff always takes me out of it. Where it's like, I don't think a real human being in that moment. Now you know it's a human. Does that? <laughs> You're We're in a spoiler section. <laughs> I know. Sure. I'm just. I'm. I'm running hard on you. I but agree. Get to, get to the point. I mean, you I know, agree Address with you. the point, though. I, mean, I would like to believe that my final. Um, words on this planet would be a reference of my love for people on this planet mm-hmm. rather than like a joke that I made with my friends 20 minutes earlier. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I understand. <laughs> it's true. But that's, I- a, that's kind of in, in, in Joss Whedon's wheelhouse. And I, you know, I think it, I think it works for him as much as it doesn't, you know, it depends. Um, it's funny you say like I didn't think about it, but I'm like, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, I guess. But I didn't, in the moment I didn't think about it because I was just so happy that somebody else didn't die. <laughs> okay. Without spoiling, the of two evils for I'm me. with you too because I, I, I was the setup was definitely it was, it for was someone. So yeah. good. The, it yeah. was so deft the way that yeah. that was set up and paid off. And that was my wrong prediction. I if I if I had to tell you halfway through this film, if I had to make a prediction of if somebody was going to die, who it would be, I would have been wrong. Yeah. I would have made a wrong prediction on that. Well, and it's interesting, too, because they're talking about it as the first real Marvel death in the Marvel Universe. Hmm. Because, you know, like, Agent Coulson, quote unquote, died in the first Avengers, and but yeah. he didn't. He has a TV yeah. show now because he didn't actually die. Although jo- Joss Whedon refuses to accept that. Really? Uh, that element in, as his... That's why he wasn't in this movie or even referenced in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Because Joss Whedon's like, no, he's dead. For me, he's dead. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, it means nothing. Right. Yeah. It's it's like X-Men, but we won't go there. <laughs> yes, we'll, right. There know. were actual X-Men in this movie, but they couldn't call them X-Men. That is also an interesting thing, right? Mm-hmm. To kind of see these characters and know them from other places, too. Overall, though, I mean, little things like that aside or, or whatever, um, I'm this is probably at the top of my... Most fun ride I've had on a on a movie. Yeah. It was so good. It was it's so a great fun. kickoff to the summer, which sounds like it's going to be a summer of some really fun movies. So it sounds like the perfect. It was the perfect kickoff for me. I'm trying to think of like the last movie that I had, like the thrilling feeling, like not just my mind engaged in it, my puzzle brain is going and having like I'm firing on all cylinders while I'm in the seat, and it was Gravity. That oh, was sure. that was the last time that I was on a on a ride. Like I was experiencing something that mm-hmm. I could kind of like let go. I know I was strapped in and safe and was just having a fun time. Gravity was a, a totally different kind of movie experience for me. And and this one shouldn't have been a surprise, but I was thankful that it had some extra in it. So well, yeah. cool. Well, speaking of a, a fun summer, maybe we'll get to do this again uh, together. Chat some of the other fun movies that are coming out this uh, summer on the Critic, the Geek, and the Girl. Uh, right we on. are we are up with um, our time, but thank you, uh, Josh, for joining us again. The channel is the Nether Region. If you want to look him up on YouTube, mm-hmm. yeah, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for letting me come play. Absolutely. This podcast will be available for our Patreons immediately after we finish up right here. We'll put it yeah. up. So if you're one of our Patreon supporters and you didn't get to catch the whole episode, you'll be able to download it there at patreon.com um however if you are not our patreon please consider what it would might uh, what it'd be to maybe support us with three dollars a month ten dollars a month whatever you might be able to do you can find some quick links at our website erinandanae.com we're excited we just kind of put this out there and said hey here's this thing if you want us to do it you know we'll we'll do it and we're excited to do more days, mm-hmm. you know, maybe more than just Tuesday, but, you know, looking for the financial support to make it happen. As of this moment, we have, I think, 17 supporters at $241 a month. And when we get to 500, we'll be doing a daily live show. So we'll be able to do this every day. And then there's even bigger goals beyond that, including video and hiring a third person, which would be awesome. I wonder if we do something before 500 and do a second day a week kind of progress that way send us your ideas yeah what would you like to see as an interim goal you can uh send us ideas through the website or you can email us at aaron and danae at gmail.com um what else do we need to say what just, else just thank you we appreciate it um every other uh... well sorry about that that was because i unmuted my oh oh josh were you saying josh, something? sorry hey hold on a second josh Okay, what were you saying? <laughs> I was just saying I think you guys should do um, 
you know, like you do every Tuesday. But then on another day of the week, just do half of them. Just do the first half of your uh, podcast. Like 30 then, minutes? <laughs> yeah, but never do the second half. Just do the first half until you get to 500. And then when you get 500, <laughs> they can hear the ends to the podcast. Just we'll go for a minute, and then we'll wait for another supporter, and then we'll go for another minute. <laughs> do it in real time, yeah. We actually we actually could do something fun like that where we do just like something kind of fun and random. But Josh, you're full of amazing ideas, man. You're hired. You're hired. You're a marketing guy. You're hired because you want to work for us for free. <laughs> All right. Play the outro music. Okay. Thank you so much uh, for being here again. The The podcast will be up tomorrow for everybody. But yep. if you do support, you can have it. Search for Shoe the Dough on iTunes or Stitcher to catch this podcast. And you can also catch up on older episodes from a couple years ago. That's it, right? That's it. Aw. My favorite part in the comments was when we were talking about, um, you know, who to choose. Uh-huh. Like who to pick, Batman or Superman? Yeah. And somebody said it was like picking between Aaron and Danae. No. I just, I just want to know which one I am. I just, am I Batman or Superman? I'm Batman. <laughs> okay. I'll be, I'll be Superman then. That works for me. I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. We'll catch you next Tuesday. Yay! Bye, everybody. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.